If we could just turn to Matthew 6, we're going to do verses 9 and a half through 10. Scripture and a half of a powerful message. I'm just going to read it to everyone. It says, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we've been talking about prayer, and we're going to unpack the Lord's Prayer, because prayer is a huge and vital part of our lives. How are we communicating with God? Who are we praying to? What are we praying for? How are we praying? These are important parts. Prayer is intricate to our spiritual life. Sometimes our prayer lives can be dominated by us. Sometimes we become the central reason we pray. You know, as a kid, you know what I prayed for? Toys, things, places, me, 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 me. Prayer has to be so much deeper than that, right? Because the world doesn't revolve around us. So why would prayer revolve around us? The world revolves around God and was created by God. So prayer should be for God. And that's the crucial part we're getting to today. Where Jesus teaches us, he says, pray like this. Hallowed be your name. So the first three petitions, there's six petitions. The first three can be categorized as God honoring. We're praying for God's honor. And the last three can be categorized. We're praying for needs and temporal concerns, and even spiritual things. And we'll unpack that as we go. (coughs) But it's so important to realize that prayer is not centered on us and not solely about us, even though we are a part of prayer. I love basketball. So there's a show called Open Court. Has anyone seen that on NBA TV? So they they have a few old basketball players that are there just talking old school. The older we were, the better we were. And so they're talking about championships, and they got to Isaiah Thomas. Does anyone remember the bad boy Pistons in the you know late 80s, early 90s, I think it was? So they're asking Isaiah about his championship and what it felt like. And Isaiah said, the only way I can describe it is it felt like heaven. Now, <coughs> I know why Isaiah was saying that, but heaven is nothing like us being hallowed and us being rejoiced in and people cheering us on. Heaven is all about us hallowing and honoring and worshiping God, right? Sometimes in the same way we think heaven, we think prayer is about us. We think heaven is about us. We'll get there and everyone's going to be rejoicing in us. No, that's nothing like heaven. Heaven is going to be everyone rejoicing and hallowing and glorifying God. This is the reason where we were created. We were created to be worshipers who glorify God. And so this is how it's going to shape our prayer life. And so let's start here. What does that mean, hallowed be your name? That's not, we don't, who who talks about hallowing around here? That's not, we don't use that in everyday terms. So let's unpack this. Actually, a Catholic priest helped me understand it better. His name is John Akin. And the way he explained it was, I'm going to talk a little grammar on you, but I'm not going to pretend like I'm a grammar specialist, okay? I'm just communicating what someone communicated to me. So if you start saying, but how does that work with the preposition? I don't know. I'm just going to explain this to you. 
the be there for the verb <coughs> is what you call the subjunctive mood. Okay? We got the subjunctive mood. That is used as a helper word to explain in modern English a wish or desire. So we start there. So we can understand hallowed be your name as may your name be hallowed. That helper word or let your name be hallowed. That helps us unpack it a little bit more. Now we're going to say, what does hallow mean? Because who's using that? Hallow means holy. What does holy mean? Holy means to be set apart, to set above. In God's case, to be far above. There's no uncleanliness or sin or evil or filth in God. He's just so far above and set apart that we can't even imagine. He's pure good. He's pure holy, pure righteousness, pure power. God is holy. So we're saying, may or let God's name be hallowed. Now we go in deeper to understand it in modern English. We're praying this. This is so crucial. <clears throat> may your name be recognized as holy. So this is the prayer that all the other petitions fall into this main central piece of let your name be hallowed or may your name be recognized as holy. Do we understand that? That's what Jesus is teaching us. Start with this. You're starting with the who, or you're praying to God your Father, and then you're going in that first petition, this arena of, Lord, let your name be recognized as holy. Some of the most beautiful things you will see in your life, at least in my opinion, are when God's name is being hallowed, and you are part of hallowing God's name. Two of my favorite things in life, or being with, first being with God's people and being part of God's people and worshiping and hallowing and honor the name of God. So when you say the name of God, a name is just representing the person. Okay? It's just a representative of God. So may you be hallowed, God, we're praying. The first thing I love is, isn't it awesome? Even above being alone. So when you're alone and you're hallowing God, that's awesome. But when we get together in front of our Father and God's people are honoring and hallowing God, that is so beautiful and powerful, is it not? You ever sit back? I was at a conference, I told you guys, this past, in Miami. There was like 500 pastors and their wives, and everyone was singing, Jesus paid it all. And I sat back and I said, this is like heaven, because everyone was hallowing the name of God. It was so beautiful to watch God being recognized for who he is properly. Because you know, we live in a culture that most of the culture does not recognize God's name as holy. The disrespect to God and to his name and to his person is heinous. I got, I'm blown away about how much people disrespect God. I remember when I was, um, just an example, when I was in high school, me and my couple, couple of my buddies were in the basement. Danny wasn't there. And, um, we were eating some brownies with special ingredients. I won't go any further. So we ate some brownies with special ingredients in the basement. It was winter time, so it was around Christmas. So what happened was there was like a plastic nativity set in the basement. So we were huddled up. We were like sitting on, it was like this little table and just, you know. One of my buddies grabbed the plastic, and I really want to walk a line here because it's so disrespectful. Even telling a story, I'm scared to tell a story. He grabbed one of these little plastic baby sons of God. And he goes like this. He had eaten brownies with special ingredients, shown some grace, but it was heavy. He goes, uses a cuss word that starts with F, and he said, F the name of God, you know. I had eaten some brownies with special ingredients. 
It bothered me. I was so paranoid. And my buddy who grew up in the Catholic Church, it felt like the world stopped in the basement. We were like, do not disrespect the name of God like that. What are you doing? And he was saying, F, and using the name of the Lord. The disrespect and the fear I felt in that basement because the name of God was being honored, I can't even explain to you. That's what we do as people. I am blown away when I read blogs and people challenge the goodness of God and they speak disrespectfully about God. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised because we crucified Jesus. But I am blown away that we, as people made in the image of God, feel freely to cuss the name of God, free to dishonor the name of God. When if there's any name that should be hallowed, any name that should be glorified, any name that should be recognized and honored, it's the name of God. So the first part of the prayer, to understand this, we are praying that people recognize that they're not like my buddy in the basement and think that's just a casual thing, but they recognize the holiness and the majesty and the power of God, and they revere him as God, and they're awakened to the truth. He says, pray that God's name is hallowed on earth as it is in heaven. Now, what does that mean? Can you guys turn to Revelation 4, 1 through 11 with me? Because it's important that if we're supposed to pray that God's name is hallowed like it is in heaven, it's important that we have a picture of what it's like and what they're doing in heaven. So earth is filled with some people who hallow the name of God. So many of us came today and we want to bring glory to the name of God. Amen? There's many of people who live and do not bring glory to the name of God or hallow the name of God. And so I'm going to read these 11 verses and take our time. Now, as we read these verses, I want you to just think, this is what's going on in heaven all day, all night. This is how God's name is hallowed in heaven. So we're praying, God, let your name be glorified on earth as it's going on in heaven. So we need to have a good picture of what's going on in heaven. Okay? So this is Apostle John being showed by God. After this I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what, what, may, what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne stood in heaven, with one seated on the throne. And he who sat there had the appearance of Jasper and Carnelian. And around the throne was a rainbow that had the appearance of emerald. Around the throne were 24 thrones, and seated on those thrones were 24 elders, clothed in white garments with golden crowns on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder. And before the throne were burning seven torches of fire, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there were, was as it were a sea of, of glass, like crystal. And around the throne, on each side of the throne, are four living creatures, full of eyes in front and behind. The first living creature like a lion, the second living creature like an ox, the third living creature with the face of a man, and the fourth living creature like an eagle in flight. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and within. And day and night they never cease to say, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and who is to come. 
And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who is seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things and by your will they existed and were created. So the apostle John he gets this vision into the spiritual dimension of heaven and what is going on all day and all night. There's actually creatures who their sole purpose, the only reason they were created was to cry out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord all day, all night and never ceases. And when they do that, the elders fall down and they say, worthy is God. Now you might say, what kind of existence is it to all day and all night worship God? So let me pose these culturally relevant questions to you. How many of you have gone to a Patriots game or another sporting event and said, I'm sick of cheering, I couldn't do it anymore? How many girlfriends and wives make statements like, it's Sunday, my husband is going to watch football all day and night and cheer for football? How many of you are cheering for yourself when you go to these events? No, you're cheering someone else. How many of you pat yourself on the back when there's a nice throw to Gronk? No, you're not cheering for yourself. You were made to be a worshiper. You were made intrinsically to hail something else. You were made to cheer and praise and jump up and down and shout the praises of another. Now enjoy sports. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we're just naturally doing what we're made for. You're going to hallow something. You're going to rejoice in something. You're going to obsess about something day and night. We should be hallowing and recognizing the name of God. Do you guys hear what I'm preaching here? You do it naturally because that's how you made. You will be the happiest. We will be the happiest when it's like heaven and all day and night, God is our sole glory. How beautiful it will be when every tongue bows, every knee confesses, and we rejoice in God, and we cry out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord, worthy is the Lamb. Do you know we're doing a little glimpse of what's going on, will be going on heaven for eternity today? What are we doing? Gathering as his people and saying, worthy is God, awesome is God, bless the name of God, he is gracious, he is honored, he's majestic, right? That's what's going on. Our prayer is that the whole earth would hallow the name of God in the same manner, manner as on, in heaven, on earth as it is in heaven. Do you guys hear what we're praying for here? That's a powerful thing. God, let that be. Let all the people of the earth hallow your name and recognize your holiness, recognize your grace, and see your gospel. That's the central part of our prayer. Everything we pray should be towards that end, should be towards that aim, even when we pray for our daily bread. Lord, give me my daily bread that you might be hallowed and glorified for supplying for me. Lord, keep me away from evil and keep me from temptation that your name might be hallowed. And glorify. Lord, teach me to forgive that person I cannot forgive as you've forgiven me, that your name might be glorified. Everything we do is for the glory of God. When you forgive that person, you're glorifying God. When God provides you for you like a father who's taking care of his kid, he's glorified. This is key to understanding. I told you about Disney World last week and how 
as a dad, I'm just so glad I can, I can't wait to get there. Two weeks, the countdown's on. But as a dad, I'm doing this for my kids, but you know what? I'm doing it for my own joy too. Because I can't wait to be thanked and Dada, you the best Dada on earth. You got that right. I can't wait to revel in my children's praise because I was able to provide for them. So I'm doing it for them. They asked to go. But really, there's a strong motivation for my own pleasure, right? For my own joy. It is the same with God. Yes, he will take care of you, but he will be glorified in it. He created us for his glory and for our joy. Amen? John's going to do a few more laps. And we're going to keep preaching. I love them. I love them. Grace, grace. So let's talk about some practical things. The application portion. It says Jesus sets us free. This is the point I want to make. Jesus sets us free from hallowing our own name in our prayer life. He sets us free from that. How miserable is it living just for yourself? Can I get an amen? Has anyone run into good places with living just for yourself? Man, it's a nightmare. It seems like such a good idea. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to satisfy everything I want. Then you're like, what's wrong? I'm miserable. It's the same way with our prayer. Jesus, through the work of the cross, he frees us from from the um, burden of having to Hallow our own name in prayer. Lord, give me this. Lord, give me that. You know, how about this prayer? Do this for me so everyone will see me as esteemed. Like we have a picture of just crowds rejoicing in our name. Just up front, people are rejoicing in our name. We're celebrities. We're signing things, signing our name. You know, like a lot of people's prayers, Lord, magnify me that I might be glorified. It's miserable. So being an 80s child to a degree, I was born in 78, but I grew up in the 80s. So naturally, Sylvester Stallone. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jean-Claude Van Damme. These are some of my childhood heroes. They shouldn't be, but they are. You can't watch these movies and not come out cheering, right? So has anyone seen the Jean-Claude Van Damme reality show? I didn't know this brother had a reality show, but he should have got a Golden Globe for Expendables too. That brother acted well in that. Come on now. This poor guy is trapped in this vicious cycle where at one point, everyone praised his name. Everyone wanted him to sign. They wanted to get his autograph. They wanted to see his movies. They wanted to be like him. Everyone's trying to do that, that split, right? So he was at the apex of his glory. His name was glorified. There's no one like Jean-Claude Van Damme. But what happened? Sadly, the 80s had to go. Sad moment in human history. Jean Vaughn. Jean-Claude Van Damme is no longer glorified in the same manner. So you know what his whole life's mission now is? To get to that place where he's glorified again. So you watch this reality show. The poor guy is caught in this vicious cycle where he's like, he's 48 and he's training to fight in another cage fight. Come on, jean And he's miserable. He's like, I have to do it. People used to love this kick. And he's crying in the middle of the street. Because he's saying, I want people to see me as a warrior again. Then he has this, I just want you to see how this vicious cycle goes in our life. Then he has this, because over in internationally, 
he's still a hit. Like in America, we might not be praising the name. You go overseas, they're going crazy over Jean-Claude Van Damme because they get all the movies 30 years later. They're still dressing like him. Every style is 20 years behind. So they're having this big, huge birthday party. All for Jean-Claude Van Damme. Like they got the top pop artists. They got, I mean, the place is packed. He's saying this, he's outside. He's having an anxiety attack. He's saying this miserable. I don't want to live this life anymore. He's saying, this is so empty. These people don't even know me. There's no relationship there. I'm just a thing. I'm just an object to them. You know why? Because we weren't made to be hallowed. And it's like a drug that will destroy you, like a disease that will kill you if you live for your own glory. We were made to hallow. We were made to cheer for God. We were made to praise God. And when we try to live for ourselves, it destroys us. We're miserable. We're depressed. We're anxious. And we think we want it. It's our treasure. But when we get it, it destroys us. Same with prayer. We think we're praying for things that will make us happy. But what happens? They don't make us happy. But when we pray that our lives will be spent for the glory of God, there is an unspeakable and an everlasting joy that comes with that. So when we pray, pray that God will provide you for his glory. Pray that many people would hallow his name. This affects our prayer life because I realize that my heavenly father, our heavenly father, he wants to answer our prayers. Because he wants to be glorified by answering our prayers. So when I go to God and I say, Lord, will you provide this job for me? He answers my prayer. Lord, will you provide my, Lord, will you help me forgive? And I forgive. He answers that prayer. Lord, I'm struggling in this area of sin. Will you keep me away from that evil? He wants to answer that prayer for his glory. There's a different expectation when you go to your heavenly father and you pray, realizing his glory is at stake. And saying when he provides for his child like that, his name is being glorified. And finally, Pray for greater Boston. Pray for our family. Pray for our friends that don't hallow the name of God. See, what's sad is everyone hallows something, and sometimes we see our friends and family, and even people in culture, they're hallowing things that are not for the glory of God, and it's destroying them. It's destroying them. Pray that God, they would recognize the glory of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Pray that people would be saved that people would be adopted by the mercy of God and see the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because a man is only set free when he's hallowing the name of God. A woman is only set free when she's doing what she was created for, hallowing the name of God. This is where our prayer starts and where our prayer ends. Amen?